United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. The dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Ross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Ross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects exist. Hello? Hello! I'm really Hi. excited about the outline here. Um, I hope so, because I haven't reviewed it, I just did it. I consumed so much information, and then I just, like, stream of consciousness wrote it out. I didn't, like, edit it, review it, so let's hope it flows. Um, hey, what's up? My name's Noelle, and I am violently hungover today. Ooh, and I'm Chelsea, and if I had to be an outline, I hope it would just be blame Satan in all caps. I will say, so Chelsea's referencing on my Google Doc, it says summary, you know, and then it says outline, and then it just says blame Satan in all caps. I don't know why that part got, was the only sentence that got outlined on the left hand. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm going to put it on Instagram right now. It's fine. It's weird. It's fine. But it's also valid. Um, also, up top, I'm going to get it all out of the way here so I don't forget because I am a little brain dead today. Um, yeah, you, you went and partied me. on a Thursday. Yeah, shut up. Never again, honestly, my B. Um, <laughs> that's at Sithlard. I'm at Noelle Fane. You can find us on everything at Go to Hell Podcast. When you're there looking at our shit, stalking our pages, make sure you click the link trees in all of our bios where you can donate to Ukraine, donate to help a friend of the podcast, Tim, and his family. Click into our merch, where we have two new super awesome designs. We have the Protect Trans Kids design up, where 100% of the proceeds will be donated to the Transformations Project. And we also have a new Wanted poster that Kelly Holloran or at Wildwood Owl on Etsy. Check her out, buy our stickers from her. She's amazing. She designed of us. Um, being enemies of the state because that's what we do best here is piss off the state of Utah. Um, So check those out. You can also find links to our Spotify, Apple podcast, discord server, Facebook group, and most importantly, our Patreon where a dollar gets you in. You sign an NDA. Don't spill any of our secrets, Um, but a new episode every week. Did you hear Cora snore that big, big ass snore? I did. Right, I, I, I heard it. Sentence? I can hear him shaking though. Oh yeah. Apollo's collar for whatever reason is louder than Cora snores. But besides the point, anyway, anything you want to shout out? Uh, thank you everyone. Who's bought the trans kid shirts. We've sold um, a pretty good chunk. I uh, do think it's one of our most successful campaigns. Yeah, I, I think so too. And like we said, we're not taking a single cent from that. A hundred percent of anything we make is being donated. And yeah. if, if you want to just donate straight to the charity, please do that. Um, we have their URL not only in um, that bio describing the shirt and where the money is going to be donated, but also anywhere we've posted. We've linked um, their direct URL where you have a direct donate button. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Also, if you notice that that merchandise is a little bit higher priced than uh, some of the other merch you may have seen on the site. We drop everything as low as possible. Basically we turn out 50 cent profit on everything um, so that it can be affordable. 
the mm. prices are basically to cover, um, you know, creation, manufacturing, and shipping. But we did hike up the price of the Protect Trans Kids shirts a little bit more just so we can actually collect some money for them and, and yeah. their cause and what they're doing. So Yeah, and if anyone's ever curious about the pricing breakdown, I can send it to you because most of the time we make about – 50 cents is actually very gratuitous, Noel. We make about two to three cents on Even all of better. our other merch. Yeah, so. Even um, better. And that all that money gets donated too. It's just, we we don't really, we don't, we haven't collected a single payout from any of our merch stuff. So I think we decided when we first opened the store, it would go to abortion protection rights and Texas. Oh yeah, because that was also happening. Which, yeah. <clears throat> circling back to, is super relevant because I I know right now they're actually I'm not sure what's happening with it specifically on the floor like of the House and the Senate, but they are actually trying to um, go after a prevention of terminated pregnancy, even for epitopic pregnancies, which are completely Insane. like you can't. Those do not they. What would what would be the term that I'm looking for here? A non-viable pregnancy. Non-viable like, pregnancy it's, and it's not even an opinion on that one either. Like you're the egg cannot grow in a fallopian tube to term period. Like yeah. it just and can't. If they continue without termination, um survival of the woman goes down. Um so nearly a hundred percent. Yeah. So that's something that's happening right now and is fucking insane as far as i'm concerned an epitopic pregnancy is like a fucking tumor and i also saw footage from a um house of reps debate in texas specifically where um fucking a million blessings to these representatives who are fighting back against this Mm -hmm. and they were specifically bringing up cases of um pregnancy from rape caused through incest and or of the rapist's family being able to sue um, the victim who is terminating the pregnancy. And this goes to immediate family members, even to aunts and uncles and grandparents. It's fucking insane of the perpetrators. Yeah, Um, it's it's fucking bananas, dude. It's fucking bananas. And the thing that's insane is they try to wrap this up in a they the you know the collective they try to wrap this up into a bow of essentially being like no it's for father's rights father's protection like you know women get all these perks is fucking just you know just our day-to-day is just so great and the fact that they try to wrap this up in other laws that could actually help father's rights in other cases they tack these like very sinister things onto them so the bigger moral issue they're like okay fine we can kill this law but you're also gonna kill the even bigger law that like gives like actual fathers of divorce access to their children and uh it's it's insane like i could not imagine i just couldn't i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't fucking imagine I know that, like, the people pushing it don't really, like, they don't buy what they're selling. It's all about getting, like, that evangelical vote. And it's so crazy what they'll do to, like, make that happen. Yeah, that's Um, absolutely it. So, speaking of corruption, let's talk a little bit about, let's talk about a law, actually. 
we've all heard the story of the satanic panic. We've covered it here, not head on, but like off of a tangent um, way back in the day when we did the West Memphis three um, who were victims of satanic panic and claims of satanic ritual abuse. It's always been like, I don't know. It's under the umbrella of like our lore, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a version of it that was taught that I was talking about recently. And I've never heard like it publicly spoken about it this way. I read a New York Times article that came out last year and it was like titled like we need to revisit the satanic panic. Mm-hmm. And they have one sentence in there. It's a timeline article, but they have one sentence in there that explains everything in a way that like, I, I literally felt like my brain leaked out of my ears and then I had to come back in and I was like, you're so fucking right, dude. Like you're so right. And because satanic panic predates like heavy metal, you know, but that's like typically what comes to mind when we think of like satanic panic, it came from like kids listening to Metallica, Mm -hmm. but this predates that. And so when you really start to like peel back the onions and look at the timeline, you realize it's so much more sinister, ironically, and it comes from something that we deal with today, even right now. And that's like, in my humble opinion, <laughs> crusty old Bible thumping men mm-hmm. having an agenda and doing anything by any means to make that agenda happen. It, it would be interesting, like, how you say the satanic panic's been around longer than metal music. Like, even look at the original Black Plague, you know? People thought that it had something to do with, like, a punishment from God, and then the Pope got involved. It would be really, it would be a really interesting case study to dive into, like, some of the social um, or cultural changes that happened at that time as a direct yeah. like reaction to the plague, like negative things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, even be- think about like, not only that the plague was punishment for what, remember what was happening then? Like loose, when people say loose morality, what do they mean? They mean being promiscuous and like, not a focus on marriage and procreation, not these like Old Testament fundamentals, right? It always ties into that. Even think of like the witch trials or the werewolf trials of England. Think of our own witch trials and what I would consider were modern day witch trials in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Um, It all comes like, there's really (laughs) that, that little core of it all is... It's why is it, it's punishment to what a counterculture movement? Absolutely. And it's, it comes down to like public shaming too. Like every culture has a sense of public shaming to it. And for ours right now, a big part of it is just like cancel culture is like mm-hmm. the way that we shame people and not like, I'm not talking about like the, like 
cancel culture now trying to like expose people can be very similar to being like called a witch back in the day. Mm-hmm. It's a way to control people's behaviors and keep them in line. We just don't call it a witch. We just don't call it a witchcraft trial. Well, I mean, there was a psychologist who has a YouTube channel who literally said that exact same sentence. And he was like, cancel culture is a modern day satanic panic because yeah. it's, I mean, obviously, even the term cancel culture has like evolved and changed. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times it could come from accusations with baseless claims. Or yeah. it could come from accusations, obviously, with like realistic and real and horrific claims. But the problem with, you know, a righteous fury like that is that it becomes like a bandwagon situation. And while one crusade was true, tried and just and real and valid, all of a sudden, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Irrelevant, Um, um, you know, cancellations happen. Like trying to cancel a fucking director because he said, you know, gay in a derogatory way back in 2012. Right. Even though now they're like donating to you know, the human rights organization and like mm-hmm. very much so recognize, realize and admit that they were wrong in the past, whatever, like yeah. versus a Harvey Weinstein cancellation, which is like, yes, burn him to the ground. Yeah. And it's, there's always going to be, for lack of a better term, there's always going to be a witch in the witch trial. And for our modern time, it was Harvey Weinstein. And in the other, like an actual witch trial time, it was probably just, starvation like not good lifestyle you know what i mean it was it's mm-hmm. it's never calling out the root cause they were just yeah. trying to find a reason for their suffering yeah um uh, harvey weinstein is a very real evil perpetrator who was a cause of suffering and they just were fucking shooting in the dark back then but yeah it's and with the satanic panic i think you're right a very real reaction to just counter culture yeah trying to control it yeah, the witch to them was counterculture. Yeah. Um, and uh, let's talk about it. Yes. Okay. Please. So we're going to jump around in the timelines. I also wanted to drop some fat, facts and stats because it just helps me understand. Fat stacks and facts. You know, you know how it is. Yeah. It helps me digest change because that's the one thing we really need to focus on is um, – not only countercultures, but almost in, in relativity to time and space, dramatic and drastic changes happening in small amounts of time. Gotcha. Even if they're good, you know. Okay. So, with the feminist movement of the 1960s, aka the second wave of feminism, women began to enter the workforce in great numbers. In the 50s, about one in three women participated in the work face, work force i was trying to say workplace and workforce at the same time also know that when i say um one in three women participated in the workforce i don't have an exact definition of that like was it full-time was it part-time like what exact you know so take that with a grain and if we're talking numbers that was about 16 million mentioning here that this is age 16 and over for this entire little paragraph by the way that's what they mean by like working age in the workforce okay In the 60s, 
there was a 35% gain increase bringing about 22 million women into the workforce. By 1998, nearly three of every five women of working age were in the labor force. And as of current counts by the Census Bureau, women hold about 50.04% of all jobs in the U.S. And it was like 495 in 2019, so it's even jumped, which yeah. is crazy. No, that is crazy. We sh- Mathematically, that makes sense. We should have half the jobs. Yeah, but it never really did. <laughs> no. And to re- rewind a little bit, Women also had high labor market participation during World War II. I mean, hopefully everyone knows this. Hopefully public school didn't fail us this hard. Since, you know, it was male soldiers away, women had to take up jobs to support their family and keep their local economy on track. But many of these women left labor force when men returned home from from war to raise children. Hence bearing the generation of baby boomers. Uh, oppressors of us all. God. Wish your moms would have stayed and worked. Oh, God. How dare you? <laughs> in the late 1960s, when women began entering the labor force in record numbers because of the second wave of feminism, they were entering in addition to all of the men as opposed to substituting men during the war. This dynamic shift from the one-earner household to the two-earner household dramatically changed the socioeconomic class system of industrialized nations in a post-war, post-war period. Also, here are all my sources for this entire article. CNBC, a ripped PDF copy of the, a book called Women Workers in the 1960s that was written by the U.S. Department of Labor, and Britannica on the women's rights movement, your favorite source. I do like Britannica, yes. Thank you for including it. Anyways. Um, it's interesting too, like that the nineteen sixties would be about the age that the first round of baby boomers, um would that be when they were entering the workforce? Because the war would have ended, men would have come home, and then about sixteen year olds would start working, right? Exactly. Exactly. So it's I mean, if we think about it. They've always been pieces of shit. Anyway, <laughs> as someone who daydreams about a dual-income household, it's hard for me to see why anyone would be opposed to women in the workforce. But I do think that it's important to also note here, whenever we see big social change, especially in a country like the United States, where we only want to see things as black and white, literally and metaphorically, it helps to remember that massive and powerful countercultures tend to be the driving cause of social change. And what happens when these countercultures take off? There seems to be an equally, quote, radical counter to the counterculture. Yeah, case in point, what happened to the country uh, when Trump got elected? It was just a swinging of the pendulum. Oh, exactly. I think one of the most stereotypical examples is the 60s, um, because it was truly one of the most like volatile periods in American history. But I think everyone can kind of, even if you know nothing can kind of get, know this comparison where you have, 
uh, hippies, music, peace, love, drugs, activism, and civil rights versus the rise of evangelical religious groups, fearing the lack of morality, also fearing um, black people, like being accepted and integrated into white culture, essentially, as they perceived it. And a hard right turn in politics against people like Kennedy and Lyndon B. Johnson, who took his place after his assassination, Uh R.I.P., signing civil rights laws. Like, Lyndon B. Johnson is the reason why we have welfare. Um, And he specifically wanted to attack poverty. And that sounds, like, great and grand to us, but that was the sign of, like, the turn, you know. for It it made people who were... um, conservative just go straight up like immoral in my opinion you know what i mean yeah because they want they don't think that people should succeed without suffering and for some reason having the bare minimum yeah for some people believe that that is success when in fact it's just the bare minimum well exactly and like you think these motherfuckers hated women you don't even – we can't even imagine how much they hated black people. Uh, God forbid you're a black woman. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this yes. This is mostly going to be about how opinions of women in the workforce changed the way we viewed some things. And it's like, mm-hmm. imagine being anyone else. It was just – what a fucking nightmare of a time. So, yeah. anyway, that's – that's just an example of when you have these countercultures, you're going to have the counter to the counter. Mm-hmm. So, Chelsea, do you want to give me some of the potential reasons as to why people may have been a little upset about women entering the workforce? Yes. Uh, just shooting in the dark here because you didn't really give me anything to go off of hint-wise. Um, I would say that if I were a man, I would, first of all, my job as a man is to keep my wife home essentially barefoot and pregnant. Sure, I think it's like a form of cultural control. Mm -hmm. And I think that you see that a lot of times where women who reenter the workforce nowadays even have to explain the gaps in their resumes, which usually goes hand in hand with motherhood. I think that it was competition because then you also had women coming into the workforce and wanting it more, you know? And so then they come in and they're doing jobs just as well, if not better than men. And I think it was a, I think it was probably viewed as as an attack on masculinity at the time. Um, And there had to be like an ideal shift in like what women were not only capable of, but like a woman's worth and a woman's worth. Now you had to put a dollar amount on it and they didn't want that to be equal. It still isn't equal, but yeah, in my opinion, that's why they would be upset. No, for sure. And those were all even, even if they were horrific, were still fairly generous um, examples of why I'll just give a little list generous of examples so some of the reasons as to why people didn't want women to enter the workforce were women have smaller brains Mm -hmm. women can't read yeah women are a distraction i mean look at me i mean obviously come on hey hey you You ever see a thumb head before baby (laughs) women are too emotional yeah, I, I women. Uh, I mean, <laughs> women must stay at home with the children. 
Yes. Women can't perform the same task as a man. Have a real hard time peeing standing up, so. I mean, but I could do it if you need me to. Yeah, and now I, have a, I could just pee into a shiwi. Yeah, exactly. Like it was it was essentially uh, the argument that just we were incapable when yeah. it comes down to it of doing work. Incapable and incompetent. I mean, so, <laughs> sometimes I am, but that's who's not to say? It. Yeah, you know, who's, who's to, to say? say? I'm not a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> Some facts directly from a Stacker article on the history of women in the workplace. Just quoting from them. This goes back to your numbers inequality. We hate to see it. In 1960, women only earned about 61 cents for every $1 that a man took home. A number that ticked up to 82 cents by 2018. But that still leaves another 18 cents to go overall. The wage gap is worse for women of color. Among women working full-time jobs in the U.S., black women are paid $0.62, Native American women $0.57, and Latinas $0.54 for every dollar paid to white man, according to the National Partnership for Women and and Families. Researchers blame the gender wage gap on a variety of reasons, ranging from differences in the industries women and men work in, racist hiring and discriminatory promotion practices, discrepancies in hours worked, job segregation, and years of experience. The government also does little to create policies making workplaces and institutions like schools more supportive of women. Systemic discrimination against working women in the U.S. has put them at a severe disadvantage since before the founding of the country. The colonies enacted laws that prevented women workers from maintaining control over their earnings as far back as 1769. A lack of suffrage prevented women from voting for politicians who could bring forth more equitable policies until 1920. Wage codes from the National Recovery Administration established in 1933 set lower minimum wages for women than for men, even though they were performing the same work. To top it off, women continued to endure sexual harassment and assault in the workplace and take on the, quote, second shift of being both workers and mothers, just as they have throughout American history. Mm. That's a mouthful. <laughs> the workers and mothers things I think is especially important because it, what it does is it really limits a woman's time to like pursue things even outside of the workforce. Um, just my, I'm not throwing my dad under the bus. My dad was very present and a perfect father. I will say that as soon as my mom got home from work, job number two started. And that just was with the kids. My dad worked different hours. So that's why he wasn't home. But oh man, like she had to do all the driving. She had to get us to every single extracurricular activity, had to then jump on, you know, making dinner and stuff. And my, my dad is very feminist in the equality way of how he treated my mom and treated us. Like he would always do what he could. I don't want to say that he didn't, but it's just fucking obvious man um and, and i'm that's sure you even, the same thing with your mom and dad oh even worse um and like and that's coming from a position of privilege where you have the father figure active yeah even if slightly um versus like a single mother situation and to look at it from their perspective like mothers in particular 
when they're applying for jobs, even though today there are laws preventing against discrimination, uh, not just for like, you know, people of color or, or disabilities, mm -hmm. but also of parents, there's still that hesitation. Like, are they going to look past me because they know that I am a mother, which means I could get a call from the principal's office at a Tuesday afternoon and have to leave my shift or the babysitter might not be able to cover for the entire shift. And I might need to, you know, like they have Absolutely. that worry. And then even taking like work pants off going, there is some of that guilt that comes from like, not not that it's even valid it's the guilt that society has put on parents yeah. saying if you aren't there and by you i mean there always seems to specifically be one person in the parental role that they go you are responsible for brushing teeth brushing hair showers baths getting ready for bed getting ready for school packing the lunches picking them up driving them to soccer you know, like birthday parties, you are that person. And yeah. um, it's like that, there there shouldn't be guilt for that. There was um, a woman, I'm blanking on her name, she's an actress in uh, this TV series Yellow Jackets, and she just won an award. And in her award speech, she goes, and I want to specifically thank my nanny. And she says her name, I don't remember it. And she mm -hmm. goes, I love you so much thank you for making sure my baby is safe protecting my baby and ensuring me of those things so that i could come to work every day and know that they're taken care of and loved yeah. and i love that so much um because it's like yeah you shouldn't there shouldn't be guilt for no. be, and and this i think comes from that idea that motherhood is it and all it like when mm -hmm. and that when you become a mother you sell everything else that made you you away and you're a mother only and that's so unhealthy not just for you the individual but also for the child you're raising um yeah. it's unhealthy that they're they're the only thing about you that's insane and yeah, uh, absolutely and it creates like a very weird power structure too where like women who get forced into that role then have an identity wrapped up in motherhood. But what happens like in cases of divorce or what happens if you have a super independent child and I yeah, was actually, or eventually that child's yeah. going to grow up. Yeah. And then what do you do or what do you do in your spare time? Is your mm -hmm. spare time revolving around still being a mother? Like what happens when your kid's at school? Like, do you, are you able or allotted the privilege of being able to take care of yourself? But like, why would that be a privilege? It should be an expectation and um, I was actually watching there every now and then a TikTok will come past my for you page. And it's like, what are the subtle ways that you like practice feminism, um, like feminist flexes? And one of them was a teacher who said, like, every time a kid gets sick, I call the dad first and it's mm. never not been a problem. And I thought that was like really interesting, too, because like I even do the same thing or did the same thing. Like when I'm sick, I call mom. Mm -hmm. um, but this person was saying that they'll call the dad and 99% of the time, like the dads will come get them. But they go, oh, did could you not get a hold of their mom? 
or what did their mom say? Yeah. And it's the expectation that you call mom first. And I think yeah. we would all do that. Like, I think if a little kid fell down outside and was crying, I'd probably be like, do you know your mom's phone number? Like, yeah. And that's just well, like what I mean, we're trained to ask. One of the worst videos online that anyone could go and find and see, I think it's like a Jimmy Kimmel thing. It's like when they're on the streets of Hollywood and they like ask mm. questions and it's, they have the, they separate the mom and the dad and they have the kid and it's always a young kid. And I always feel yeah. so bad because I'm like the trauma that this funny bit is causing. So they right. put the mom with the kid and they go, what's your child's teacher's name? And she's like, miss so-and-so, uh-huh. you know, um, when's your child's birthday? this yep. you know what's your child's favorite color this cool dad comes in what's the name of the school your kid goes to they're like uh what's the name of the teacher uh when's your kid's birthday i even saw like two dads stumble on that and then the fucking like nine-year-old looks at them like with their hands on their hips and you're yeah. like and then there's like one dad who nails it all, right? And and you hear the audience watching the thing, like cheering him on and clapping, and everyone in the comments is like, "Yeah, that dad!" And everyone's like, "Uh, you mean the bare minimum? The bare, yeah, the bare, the bare fucking bare minimum. minimum. You mean the bare fucking uh-huh. minimum, babes? What? Yeah. Um, yes. Another really fun um, practicing subtle feminism is our friend Taylor got married. And in her thank you notes, she actively wrote the woman's name before the man's name Uh when addressing them. She would be like, dear, you know, Chelsea and Oliver. Yeah, dear Chelsea and Oliver, like doing that specifically. So just really fun stuff. But uh, yeah, the, the parental thing is so interesting and i would love to know how um same-sex couples deal with that if they get the same um i especially like it would be funny to know what uh, a same-sex couple that has a uh, at least outwardly visible maybe more flamboyant or feminine versus like more masculine Mm -hmm. setup like something that people could traditionally see and attach to i would be curious if they face the same thing or if it's like a same-sex couple who both present masculine like what i would love to know those situations as well because i have a very strong feeling it probably follows the same precedent that it does here since it's just so fucking ingrained the gender rules and it's we even start so young when one thing um it's just the way that we like set up our expectations for even like boys and girls, like girls. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, you look so you look like a princess today. And then when boys do anything, it's like, Oh, you're so strong. Like it's yeah. even the ways that we compliment starting when yeah. kids are young. It's very different. So we're all fucking guilty, man. But then you look at the stats and you're just like, Jesus, this is a problem. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, it's one of my favorite things in the world is to be gender fluid with the way that I address myself and the way I address other people. Obviously, if someone has specified pronouns, I use them, of course. But, like, even when referring to myself, I use, like, gender fluidity in such a way. Like, I'll I'll be like, my brother's in Christ. (laughs) You know what I mean? Or, like... Whatever. I just, I think it's so fun. Um, and I also do it to my partner. And now they just like, I, it's funny because I know that when I originally would do it and I would be like, 
girl, what the fuck is your problem? And I'm like talking to my 30 year old, you know, male presenting boyfriend who identifies <laughs> yeah. as male. I'm like, girl, what the fuck's your problem? And he's like, fuck you call me. And now he, now he just like goes to the floor, like goes to the flow of it. I even notice it when I'm like talking about drag race, like when they're in drag versus like out of drag, but now they have trans like contestants. So it's like the consistent pronouns for them. Whereas like the pronouns for the non-trans one, like contestants stay like she, her Mm -hmm. feminine the whole time. Um, And it's like confusing because it has nothing to do at that point with like any way that they present that's just like a cultural standard where that's okay Mm -hmm. um and another way that i do like i don't know if you've ever noticed because i feel like you and i tend to refer to our boyfriends more often than not as our partners Mm -hmm. and that immediately i get the like you lesbian you gay like type thing because i'm calling my boyfriend my partner but as soon as you make it and like that ambiguity there into your speech People like pick up on it, like, like yeah. what? what's going on? Like, and oh. try it out there. Like, try calling your your partner your partner, and yeah. people don't know how to treat you. Yeah, it, that it's so true because I've had that conversation a million times. Um, and funny thing about the whole drag race thing. So we were watching. I got my partner into watching Dragula. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like essentially goth drag and he was so sweet he was like he he asked me because he's obsessed with um dolly who goes by they them pronouns mm-hmm. but then he would watch the contestants like refer to each other in drag as like besides dolly dolly was like always the exception also dolly mm-hmm. is just their persona is very they them yeah um but like some of the other contestants would be like she her in drag and then he him out of drag Mm -hmm. or sometimes they would be she her the whole time and he was like what's the correct way like what is the and i i I felt like it was such a precious little moment um because this was his first time like digesting Mm -hmm. like that culture and loving it and then being like like truly having such a love and respect for some of the contestants and artists yeah. that he was watching that he was like, I want to make sure I'm not saying anything bad. Um, and especially cause like we were going to get tickets to go see some performers mm-hmm. and he was like, I want to make sure I'm like doing this correctly. Um, and I was just like, what a precious, what a precious conversation. Also one of the reasons why I'm a big pro- proponent of um, visible displays of pronouns. Like, yeah. I want to know, like, yeah, I, absolutely. It's, it's so weird when people are like against that. I'm like, no, I want to know. I want to know what you want to be. Like, tell yeah, me what I, you want to be. Like, and I'm even getting to the point where now, if I can't, like, if I don't even want to make it, like, they don't have it outward anywhere, and I don't want to make assumptions. Mm-hmm. I'll just say they them. We do it all the time. We've been yeah. doing, yeah, since the dawn of man. Like, it's just easier. Like, I don't, and it's just so much more um, forgiving, you know, because yeah. there is no gender put on they, them. That's the whole fucking yeah. point. Even it's like, it's all encompassing. It's weird sometimes, too. Like, I'll put Puffin in like pink handkerchief things that I make him, like pink little bandanas, like for Valentine's Day, or I made like a pink poodle skirt one because it was cute. People get weird about that then because they're like, 
they'll be like, oh, what's her name? And I just say Puffin. Like, I don't correct the gender of my dog because Puffin doesn't care. But yeah. then they'll be like, oh, is it is it a boy? I'm like, yeah. And they're, they, it's almost like people get weirded out to see him in a pink bandana. It's like, this is oh. a dog, my dude. You think that it's – I feel like sometimes, like, I'm going to say it. Do Mostly it. Republicans think it's yeah. a bigger issue than it is. Like, oh, isn't your dog going to be upset? And I'm like, my dog doesn't fall into the binary system of gender outside <laughs> of his biology. Yeah. I, you can call Puffin a girl all damn day, and I guarantee you he's going to be just as excited to see you. Yeah. His culture, believe it or not, <laughs> is different than ours. <laughs> but they're like, uh-uh, I've heard some people say that you can't, you can't even gender Santa Claus anymore. I'm like, oh, fuck off. It's the whole Mr. Potato Head, you know, that yeah. whole thing. It's like, shut the fuck up. So, yeah. Anyway, this is all to say, I a tie-in is like, oh boy, do the crusty old motherfuckers just want to die gripping a bloody, tight, wretched, crooked grip on the binary. And yes. binary, I mean everything. I mean, binary is in like colors. They just want, you know, if we could have some of these old crusty ass fucks like make laws, they would be like, remember when we had separate water fountains like they that's what the fuck they want they're like you know yeah. we were to really let the boomers do what they want it would be a disgusting like, little world that was the good old days where my dad could hit me and i didn't have to worry about covering my black eye literally like, oh my god i like, had a was whole, it better then i had a whole breakdown we've talked about the good old days um on patreon but i had a whole breakdown about it the other day talking with a friend unfortunately and i was like when was america good when tell me when because whenever they say when i'll find a group that lived here that it wasn't fucking good to yeah um it's like the thing that sucks too is uh it it's yeah it's exactly what you said like when america does good it wasn't always good for everyone like when we busted in and the fucking world war two and just started kicking ass and taking names for all the nazis that's fucking good um we also had japanese internment, internment camps, camps we were doing our own good. version of the yeah. holocaust in Abs- california less good japanese Not good at all yeah and like and the thing about like the whole like you know the good old days if you will or the unfortunate make america great again like, even if you want to look at it from, like, a wasp perspective or, you know, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant male, um, <laughs> even if you want to look at it from a white perspective, um, just because we weren't doing horrific things doesn't mean we were fucking great. Yeah. Like, just because we weren't, like, and I mean, I even say this with asterisks, italics, different font color because every time you say you try to say like what we're you know what is america afraid of the greatest threat to america is communism right they can't fucking handle it and let's even like go off of some of the like really unsavory assumptions of communism you know what i mean like the they take your kids to raise them all by the state yeah it's like the, the state, worst the state controlled everything yeah all this other shit you know like um mass enslavement in labor camps, you know, um, redistribution of wealth to the point where they're creating poverty, uh, all this stuff, right? America was also doing that. 
Like that's the thing that fucking kills yeah. me. Is they're like, you know, they're all they're like, we're fighting against persecution, except when it's the persecution that we do here. Yeah. It's so fucking funny to me. And like, yeah, I agree that like we weren't horrific in some ways that other countries were, even though we have been cough cough slavery. But like yeah. horrible's we a pie. And we, we had never a slice. <laughs> good. Yeah. We were never we were never great. At best, we were eh. You know we, what I mean? Yeah, and we have an obli what happened was America became like the moral compass and we had to live up to that and we just didn't live up to it. Like our peak of how we could have been great and we failed at our own expectations of ourselves. And dare I say the good old days, are you talking about childhood when you didn't have to work and you could just exist in bliss because your parents were the ones breaking their backs every day to give you a good lifestyle? And now that you're an adult entering the workforce, you see how shitty it is? Mm-hmm. That's what you mean by the good old days. Yeah. Like, yeah. We no, all it's... are suffering Go we're doing the nine to five. No matter oh, how good your yeah. nine to five is, we're all suffering. A thousand percent. Oh, baby, you know it. I don't dream of labor. I don't dream of labor, babes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, anyway. So yeah, we're talking about feminism still. Uh, yeah, it all ties in together. It all it ties into, you know, the, they like it one way. They like their reality as vanilla ice cream as it gets. Not even vanilla bean. We don't even want to snow. No. Pure motherfucking vanilla. So, if there is one thing we can take from the fight for equal rights, it's that despite how hard and fundamentally broken the fight can be against you, you never stop. Now, specifically circling back to women's rights and what we can call the fight against it, if you're running out of things to blame as to why it should stop. Science, reason, math, logic, it's proving everyone wrong at every turn. That women deserve to have the right to work and make the same wage as a man for the same work. What would you do to throw a wrench into that plan? Your back is against the wall. I'd say you'd pull the ultimate trump card. The blue eyes white dragon of fucking something up. Oh, a move. Shout out to Seto Kaiba, my boy. <laughs> a move so devious and slimy. We've seen it throughout history. The move, you might ask. Blame Satan. Santa. Satan. Santa. Blame Santa. Blame Santa. No, it's, that's it. Like, that is the. That's. I mean. Maybe less so today, but that has been the trump card throughout history. If you can't control a woman, accuse her of witchcraft. Well, you I mean, control if you woman, can't control, yeah. period, mm-hmm. Satan. Yeah. If, if we even want to peel what's happening right now, specifically like with the attacks against trans people and the attacks against um, body autonomy – which they go hand in hand. It's so funny how that happens. Interesting, isn't it? If you really ask why, it all comes down to fundamental 
religious beliefs, Mm -hmm. even if not even based in biblical text, just the like new norms that they've created and the opinions that they have now formed and solidified into their religious causes. It all comes down to that. Like really though, they're like, why are you against abortion? Because you say it's what? Not moral. Where are you getting your morals from? The Bible. Yeah, it's, it all fucking comes down to it. Yeah, it's it's the tale as old as time. They are wrapping their fists, their mm-hmm. swords, mm-hmm. their spears in the guise of a Bible and using them as weapons. And that's yeah. It's and then like, what's the opposite of it? Like, what is the opposite of morality? It's to what in biblical sense, like that is Satan. Yeah. Like and that is. Mm-hmm. That is it. And they personify that by women who go to work mm-hmm. or people who um, are non-binary or people who are transgendered. It's the they, it's like the us versus them. Mm-hmm. If we represent the good, then by default and the black and white society that we want, you have to represent evil. Exactly. Literally exactly. So Ken Lanning, a former FBI agent who worked on hundreds of ritual abuse cases with the Bureau's behavioral science unit said, quote, when people get emotionally involved in an issue, common sense and reason go out the window. People believe what they want and need to believe. And I think this is a sentence not only relevant to talking about satanic panic and the claims of satanic ritual abuse, but also like what's happening right now. Uh, the greatest example would be the you know people in Texas trying to um, charge women and prevent women from getting epitopic pregnancies, even though science literally says it's a non-viable yeah. pregnancy and the woman will die. It does not matter what common sense and reason is. They will believe what they want and more specifically in all caps, what they need to believe. We are a snowball's throw away from miscarriages being tiered in the same level as homicide. Well, I mean, there are some, there are some states where that is true and you have to bury a miscarriage by law. Crazy. Could you imagine like manslaughter for not being able to carry a pregnancy to term? I've had periods that were heavy enough that made me go, is that, could you imagine going to jail for that? No! <laughs> my God! Like, oh my God! I could no, I couldn't even imagine. And crazy, the fear too. That's going to wrap so much fear around already the stigmatized issue for a lot of um, women out there, or women who get periods out there, um, or individuals who get periods, where you're going to start fearing if you've had any sexual encounter. Mm-hmm. Period. Married, consensual, non-consensual, one-night stand, you're going to be taught to fear your fucking period. Because if it comes, you're like, sweet, not pregnant. But then you're like, oh, shit, what if I slept with the wrong person who now I'm going to go to jail because I got my period because that means that the pregnancy is happening? Oh, you want to talk about fears of periods. There's that fucking uh, Going Red animated movie that came out that apparently oh. talks about periods and people are some He's, fucking, some in the yeah. Peloton women's group. Some Have lady you? was like, I can't See believe the clip. It's the ladies like, oh, do you need a, I have hot water bottles and I have my doll and I have pads. What do you need? And that's it. Like, that's the clip where I guess like God, the things that surround a period. Fucking doomed, man. Dude. We're fucking 
doomed, man. Did you ever feel the stigmatization against like using tampons? Because it was like only women who have had sex can use tampons. It's like um, double My mom was very pro tampon, also because I was like a student athlete, and she was like, "You're not wearing peace and love to people after you use pads." She's like, "My mom is also a cunt sometimes." She means well. Yeah. She'd be like, you're not wearing a diaper to practice. Like she, That's like it. That's it. Mom, That's what it fucking feels like. My mom would like – she like taught me how to use a tampon immediately because she was like – And then also put the fear of God of toxic shock syndrome in me yeah. as she should. But the stigmatization the of, right, yeah. more came from uh, – God forbid you had to get up in the middle of class and go to the bathroom. And like the ways that I would fucking Houdini a tampon up my sleeve, mm-hmm. babes – it was like magic. I was doing uh, sleight of hand magic in fourth period. I'd be like, whoop. You know what the I mean? way too that you would almost teach yourself to suffer through your period rather than ask somebody out loud. Like it would be one of those things where I'd be like under the desk texting only the closest of friends. And that's insane. That is absolutely insane. Oh, like, oh my God! Yeah, I mean now, I, obviously, older age and the attempts of destigmatization help. But like going into the women's bathroom after a cocktail or two, and you hear just someone in a stall. Does anyone have a tampon? And then you see like ten hands like come under. I'm like, this is how I know the, we're not yeah. completely doomed. Are these simple the, moments in time? The way that women have been taught to support other women on the fringes of shit as normal as our periods. Mm-hmm. Even now, if a woman was like, asked me for a tampon, I would not make a show of it. I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. Fucking lootly. Like a drug deal. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's literally like a drug deal. And it's because, like, I don't want to embarrass you. And that's yeah. what I'm thinking at the time. And that's insane. And, like, it is insane. Oh, man. Oh, it's, it's fucking bananas, dude. Oh, it's bananas. Okay. So. <clears throat> Mary DeYoung, a professor of sociology at Grand Valley State University, said, quote, More women were going to work by choice and necessity in the wake of the women's rights movement and as the country struggled with a recession. Conservatism, I can't say it, conservative. Yeah, you fucked me up. Conservativism. Ism, conservativism. Damn, that's a tough one. Yeah, conservativism. <laughs> and the religious right were ascendant and both emphasized the nuclear family. Good daycare was hard hard to find, and many parents felt guilty for relying on it. And after decades of denial, the public was starting to confront the problem of sexual abuse, especially involving children. You hook all of those things together magically and boom, you've got the proper fuel for a moral panic. So let's talk about timelines. A book, I don't know why I put an ING there. A book came out in 1980 called Michelle Remembers, written by a psychologist and his former patient, who he later married. Gross. You gotta love that. About her memories of child abuse at the hand of Satanists. I bet those memories were real. I the shitty thing is like this is another book that I definitely want to read especially when I tell you some of the examples yeah but I do not want to send to go these fucking dickheads but it does seem very interesting you're gonna find a ripped pdf from it 
I know. I've got to look. It, it's got to be out there. It came out in the 80s. <clears throat> the entire book comes from 600 hours of her testimony in the psychologist's office delivered in the voice of a child when she was in a trance-like state. My oh, God. Could you imagine? Ugh, she'd be like, she'd be like, the devil, <laughs> the devil's touching me like that. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, tell me more. Where did the devil touch yeah. you? You know? Oh, my God. And that, oh, that's what's so gross about, like, psychologists marrying their people. Yeah, and then he was like, that's I'm going to marry her. It's yeah. so, these two fuckers should go to jail. I got to my period in the fifth grade. And he's like, mm, mm. Do you happen to still have this girl? Yeah. Fucking disgusting. Put a seed in you. Straight. Oh, I can't believe I even said that. Now I got to repent. Everyone's got to go to jail now. Everyone's going to jail. (laughs) (laughs) A quote from the book, and this next quote is spoken by her mother, apparently. Also, RIP her mom. Her mom didn't do anything wrong. Her mom didn't do anything. This, This bitch is fucking sick and twisted. Anyway. Yeah. Quote, you're not mine anymore, Michelle. You belong to the devil. Michelle says that she was forced to drink urine, become a cannibal, bathe in the blood of babies, participate in ritual murders, and endure a cage filled with snakes and spiders. I don't think she means a cage. She probably means a terrarium. Like, also, why you gotta bring the snakes? Snakes and spiders? You just said you ate people and bathed in baby blood. And you're like, but the sneaky snakies and spiders. It's like, shut the fuck up, you stupid bitch. You're trying too hard now. I am scared of spiders. I would, I think, oh, if someone was like bathing. Leave the spiders out when you're saying I bathe in baby blood and eat people. The spiders ain't shit. I would tie it in. I also wouldn't enjoy the thing of spiders. I can handle snakes. Rap reptiles, they go. Reptiles, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I got no legs. I just that real good. <laughs> Bitch, cruising boat, bitches in my neighborhood. Oh, now we really are go to jail. To jail jail yeah. immediately. Oh my god, uh, that was the devil. I was going to rap, and then I decided absolutely not. And then you were like, "Guess what? I'm going to pick up that silence and do it." And then yeah. you did it in the worst way possible. I did. Um... <laughs> I want to believe in exorcisms because we need one right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to assume that that was the devil taking over I'll your body. I'll do it. I'll cross myself. Um, I don't even well, know where to go from that. Please continue. Yeah, thanks silence. for that. Yeah. The climax of the book, she encounters Satan himself. Woo, bestie! Yes, in a quote, "Feast of the Beast," that's which the name is, of that's actually the name of my mixtape. <laughs> I want to see the Doctor Seuss book called "Feast of a Beast," but it's like animated and written like Doctor <laughs> Seuss, but it's her like eating babies. I would do yeah. anything for that. But really, it's just her watching cartoons and eating gummy bears and her mom, like, baking a pie. But because yeah. she didn't get, like, the Barbie dream house she wanted and also because her psychologist preyed on her with his yeah. position of power yep. and fucked her up worse. Yep. Yeah. That's it, babes. That's the ticket right there. Um, so the Feast of the Beast organized by her oppressors and Satanists. Um, <laughs> but she was ultimately saved Guessed by who? None other than the Virgin Mary herself. Yeah, the Virgin Mary is sick. This she girl tight. is just 
Miss Popular, honestly, the actual mm-hmm. devil himself shows up to her party, and then the actual Virgin Mary shows up and saves her. Yeah, that's the fucking dance. That's the fucking, that the fucking Avengers assemble of Satanic yeah. Panic. Honestly, I think it's cool as hell. <laughs> Despite the claims being challenged, this book took the fuck off, and I cannot hence that enough. So much that social workers and police units were using the book as training text despite zero evidence of any of the claims. Gotta love that. Mm. Even after Michelle had been sent for medical examinations to corroborate her claims of constant abuse, specialists found only that she'd likely banged a tooth as a child. (laughs) 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 It's so, like, funny, like... um God, there's like an outtake, I think it's of Anchorman, where he's like, I'm going to kick you in the tooth. And it's just <laughs> so fucking dumb. Or it's like from The Office. But like, that's what I think of. Where just it's like, a little. Yeah. Like, where it's like, I've been abused and oppressed. And then it's like, you were hit in the tooth. They were like, she maybe tripped when she was five and Some- got a little crack in a tooth. We'll never know. Yeah. Sometimes I'm drinking from a can wrong and I too abuse myself by yeah. using my own tooth. You use metal straws now? I'm abusing my tooth all the time. <laughs> And a rash that she claimed had been specifically caused by the, quote, tail of Satan was found by a dermatologist to be a reaction to a, to- a reaction to a toxic weed, likely aggravated by life buoy soap. Uh, you got to get pH balance stuff, babes. I know. Like <laughs> She's not balancing anything, especially her pH. No. One time I used a bath bomb from Smith's and that fucked me up. Oh, yeah. But now that I know it was actually from Satan. Yeah, the devil's tail. Yeah, I feel better. Now, this brings me to the focal point of the story. Divorce rates are at a historical high. The term latchkey kid is brought around into the fold. Since both parents are working, kids are left to watch themselves. The 80s became the decade of the evangelicals demanding moral rebirth, and most importantly, the unbelievable rise of televangelists on TV, nonstop preaching the moral panic and collapse of the nuclear family leading to the end times. I also want to say here for you and I, we've got to do a deep dive in the televangelists because I almost lost the sauce on this. I almost got, <laughs> got away from you. Fucking sauce because the 80s not only were the rise of televangelists, but also the fucking hard fall in the early 90s of the scams and corruption, obviously. But, like, you know, because televangelists were out here, like, telling people who had, like, terminal cancer, if you give me ten ninety nine a month, you'll be cured. And oh. then taking that money and buying a fucking private plane. Like, we got Televangelists, I believe, are, like, the modern Antichrist. Whether Straight or not up. you are religious, I feel like Antichrist is a term that we can all subscribe to. The absolute fucking personification yeah. of the representation of evil as any one of our small pea brain lizard brains can understand yep. televangelism. Yeah, if I don't believe in the devil or hell or heaven, but televangelists are fucking real life demons to me, man. They are terrifying evil. Yeah. They are unbridled evil. Mm-hmm. So anyway, what the root do do of all evil, televangelists. Straight up, and they're still around today. Mm-hmm. So. While women were out making their paychecks alongside their male partners, guess who? None other 
than the only one left to raise the kids. Satan! Devil himself, babes. In the summer of 1983 in Manhattan Beach, California, McMartin Preschool became the hotbed of Satan himself. A mother... Who we la- oh, I touched my microphone. <laughs> who I thought you were whispering out. to me. I like, was going to. By the way, uh, she, uh, the mother who made all of these claims and started it, we later find out she has schizophrenia that she's not treating or medicating. Oh, you know, that's bad. Just a little. You just gotta a treat little. your mental illness, y'all. Just a little. Eat. Just a little. Ooh, there. Uh-huh. Reports to the police that her son had been abused at his preschool. The police sent a letter to about 200 families asking for the help with their investigation. Chelsea, do you want to read this letter for me? Yeah. Dear parent, the department is conducting a criminal investigation involving child molestation. 288 PC. I don't know what that means. Maybe I should just skip that stuff. Should I skip it? No. Seems like it's wasting a lot of time. Okay. Ray <laughs> Buckley, an employee of Virginia McMartin's preschool, was arrested September 7th, 1983 by this department. The following procedure is obviously an unpleasant one, but to protect the rights of your children, as well as the rights of the accused, even though we're still going to name him in this letter. Literally. This inquiry is necessary for a complete investigation. Records indicate that your child has been or is currently a student at the preschool. We are asking your assistance in this continuing investigation. Please question your child to see if he or she has been a witness to any crime or if he or she has been a victim. Hey, remember that part. Remember that part when they said to protect the rights of your children as well as the rights of the accused? Go ahead and and keep (sighs) reading, Chelsea. Go ahead. I don't want to. You have to. I have to say this out loud. Yep. Our investigation indicates that possible criminal acts include oral sex, fondling of genitals, buttocks, or chest area, and sodomy possibly committed under the pretense of taking the child's temperature. Also, photos may have been taken of children without their clothing. Any information from your child regarding having ever observed Ray Buckley to leave a classroom alone with a child during any nap period or if they have ever observed Ray Buckley tied up to a child or tie up a child is important. Please complete the enclosed information form and return it to this department in the enclosed stamped return envelope as soon as possible. We will contact you if circumstances dictate same. We ask that you please keep this investigation strictly confidential. No, the fuck not. No one will do that <laughs> because of the nature of the charges and the highly emotional effect it could have on our community. Please do not discuss this investigation with anyone outside your immediate family. Do not contact or discuss the invest- investigation with Raymond Buckley, any member of the accused defendant's family or employees connected with the McMartin preschool There is no evidence to indicate that the management of Virginia McMartin's preschool had any knowledge of this situation and no detrimental information concerning the operation of the school has been discovered during this investigation. Also, no other employee in the school is under investigation for any criminal act. That was in all caps. So, Chelsea, what do you think happened when they did this? I... As a parent would lose my shit, I would be calling my senator, I would be calling every fucking parent at that preschool, I would be calling Ray Buckley, I would be finding out what his fucking address is, because you best believe if he even had one iota of moral uh, ambiguity concerning the thoughts of my kid, I would be breaking down his door, I would be 100% pitchforks, 
uh, dare I say it would be an actual fucking witch hunt. I would not be keeping that shit secret. And I, as a fucking parent with no expertise whatsoever, would probably be scarring my child for life, not only with the badgering questions I would be asking them, but I'd also be scarring every fucking parent of every fucking kid in that school because I would be hunting them down to see if there was any possibility that my kid was a victim of these crimes. A thousand percent. That's what I would do. A thousand percent. Because not only do you have (laughs) very descriptive situational examples of what they were told or think may have happened you also have them saying and feel free to interview your you need you need to interview your kid and get back to us so not only are you as a parent freaking out because you think like abuse has happened or like happened to the school your kid goes to and could have possibly happened to your kid but now you are also playing the job of the investigator and psychiatrist and parent so needless to say yeah. Even if they don't mean to be. It was a fucking nightmare, dog. It was a fucking nightmare. The authorities also asked therapists to help interview hundreds of children. And I do want to say, when researching about this, there were therapists and psychologists in the field almost in the same exact way that the police looked at these situations. It was a 50-50 split. There were some therapists and psychologists who were like, this is crazy. This is unethical. Yeah. The way that you guys are conducting yourselves um, to like, f- you know, for your solutions is not, it's totally against the books. And the other half who's like, we absolutely have to do this. We need to figure this out. This is the only way. Same with police who would be like, they would get calls and they'd be like, this is fucking bananas. And then the other half were like, I'm going to fucking be a detective on this case. Solely me, you know, like it yeah. literally split the audience 50, 50. They questioned them for hours at a time. Children. Uh, preschoolers. These pre- kids are still in diapers. School. Preschool. Have you tried to have a conversation with a preschooler? No, because they're fucking babies still. It's they like to- communicate with a baby. It is like talking to a schizophrenic. It <laughs> is truly insane. In my experience, this was the age of when I was employed as a teacher, 18 months to three years. Yeah. Could you imagine? They're talking down nonsense. They don't even, they're barely putting together sentences, man. Yeah. They're talking gibberish. They're talking gabagool. They're talking this, nonsense. They're talking imaginary friends. They're telling yes. you what they ate, what they colored, what their favorite movie is within three seconds of opening their mouth. It's, it's insane. Uh-huh. And so not only are they questioning preschoolers, they're fucking interrogating them for hours like they're fucking shooters dog. <laughs> and they were asking them leading and suggestive questions. You know what happens when you ask a child leading and suggestive questions? They fucking agree with you. <laughs> you could be like, are you the strongest person in the world? They say, And they're yeah. like, yeah, and like absolutely. Was that you I saw lifting that house? No. Are you sure? No. So it was you? Yes. Are you super actual conversations with the kid? Yeah. You can get them to Literally. admit to fucking anything. Good. Yeah, or bad. You can. You can. You can because their brain is mush and they're not people yeah. yet. Like, they're liter- They're literal babies. They are mirrors of what they think they want culture to be. So they are suggestible and would 
agree to anything. Oh, oh yeah. And what oh. do we get? What do we get? The results were a goat man, bloody animal sacrifices, a school employee who could fly. That's sick, though. <laughs> Secret tunnels in the preschool that led to ritual. Well, ritual dens is what, like, the officers coined it as. Yeah. But, like, the kids would be like, and we took the tunnels under the school to the big room. My and the- my. F- yeah, my favorite one was like the Harry Potter hot pottle. Harry Potter tunnel that was like they would flush themselves down the toilets into the <laughs> tunnels. Like that yeah. was it wasn't like no, we just went into a closet and I'm a young kid with a crazy imagination. It was like no, my teacher flew in on a broomstick and then we went into the tunnel and there was a land of gumdrops and murder. <laughs> and the police were like, "Yeah. And what what flavor do you think the gumdrops were?" <laughs> straight up though straight up straight up the kids literally said we were flushed down the toilets like all real monsters and we fucking flushed into a little room like crazy Uh uh-huh crazy also they did like they did (laughs) they literally had a bunch of pictures of people put them in front of the kids and we're like i need you to identify the people who've touched you and a kid picked chuck norris yeah. He picked Chuck Norris out Fucking of a picture lineup and was like, Walker, That's the man. Texas Ranger. <laughs> That's the man. You want to know what? He touched me too. Right here. <laughs> my heart. My heart. My yeah. heart, babes. My heart. Um, <laughs> like, it was so fucking, it was literally bananas, but they're like, gonna, straight yeah. up. They're going to pick out every fucking person they've ever recognized ever. Yeah. They're going to pick oh, out Barney. God. Yeah. And yeah. Walker, Texas Ranger. Man, because they're, they're ch- kids. And kids are not i I'll, I'll say they're stupid but what i mean is their brains do not connect a to b yet except yeah. for things that they're seeing and witnessing on yep. tv or the things that you tell them yeah if a kid tells you that something happened to them it's your job to investigate that not interrogate the child yeah <laughs> they Absolutely. They're not telling you they're not telling you realities, babe. Yeah. What like even in the worst case scenario where something did happen to a child, that is not your job to involve the preschooler into nope. your investigation. Nope. No. Um, absolutely not. It's so fucking insane. Yeah. Also, it's- I want to say there were a few other things. Obviously, as Michelle told us in the in the her example above acts of violence that left no physical trace and i also want to add here that like they were besides interrogating preschoolers for hours (laughs) jail immediately um they were investigating like they in regards to the tunnels and and the harry potter toilets they did several excavations and it dug up the school looking for the tunnels that the children were flushed into Multiple like, times. This is real. Um, and guess what? Nothing. Not a damn thing. You know what? And then they did a strip search on the employee who could fly because they wanted to see if they had fairy wings or any pixie dust in their pockets. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it was brought to the table that, like, the two main investigators on the employee who could fly, they were like, here's the thing. We bring them up to the top of the Sears building and we just push yeah. them off. They're and like, if they fly, they fly. And if they don't, they don't. Yeah. And they're like, we know that you can't admit this because the laws of the Fae are unflinchingly rigid, but 
maybe give us a wink if you can fly. <laughs> I found a 50 cent piece in my pocket the other day. Is that you admitting that you can fly? <laughs> can you imagine? Oh so my like, God. I found a butterfly wing while I was getting my mail today. So is, is there anything you? you want to tell us? Yeah. Like, um, the fuck? So fucking crazy and as funny as this all is yeah it is horrifying in 1986 prosecutors charged seven employees with more than 100 counts of child molestation and conspiracy conspiracy for flushing them down the toilet into sex tunnels (laughs) all a ministry of magic (laughs) it was the fucking wizards all along man. man i fucking know it and as chelsea pointed out Guess who didn't keep this a secret? Any of the fucking parents. So (laughs) the media was eating this the fuck up. And pretty soon, satanic ritual abuse cases were popping up all over North America. The FBI began getting overrun with calls and quote-unquote tips about satanic abuse all over the nation. Former FBI agent Lanning from above stated, quote, I tried to investigate with an open mind. My attitude was, yes, most anything is possible. But where is the evidence? Yeah, this fucking hater didn't get any butterfly wings in with his mail. No. He didn't, know how, to, he didn't know how to find a flyer. Nope. He even hit it in the face Mm-mm. and it crash landed onto his fucking forehead. He's never even seen a dash of glitter. He's never even watched Peter Pan. Nope. This next part is going to be a direct quote from the New York Times article. Um, quote that's called "It's Time to Revisit the Satanic Panic." <clears throat> so, FBI agents, police officers, lawyers, and social workers gathered what they could and shared their findings at conferences and seminars. They handed out satanic calendars, traded pamphlets about symbols like the Cross of Nero, and the quote horned hand and copied lists of supposed occult organizations which included a collective of feminist astrologers in minnesota i just i want to point out what the horned hand is essentially like the rock hand like when you're at a rock concert it's rock on it's rock on the the cross of nero yeah i know it's the egyptian cross no wait what do you mean nero you you Look up across a Nero and you <coughs> tell me that isn't the fucking peace sign. Oh, it's a peace sign. It's 100% the peace sign. Oh my the god, it is the peace, peace sign. sign. The cross of Nero is a peace sign. I thought I the think cross you're of thinking Nero of like an, anuk te- an, an Anuk, uh, an Ankh. Yeah, that's you're what I thought. Oh my onk. god. The cross of Nero is the peace sign. Oh my god, it's the peace uh-huh. sign. Yeah. <gasps> These Could little pussy bitches. Oh my god. They literally saw the peace sign and they're like, something's evil here. Something Cross the Nero is a peace sign. Um, oh my god, that's incredible. Yeah. <sighs> a copy... Oh, we already talked about the fucking feminist astrologers. <laughs> In May 1985... Oh, so now, now, we're, now I'm going to tell you some unfortunate facts, okay? The okay. New York Times segment's gone. In May 1985, 2020 ran a segment on Satan worship that described animal mutilations, quote, clearly used in some kind of bizarre ritual quote, rock music associated with devil worship, quote, satanic graffiti, and backwards messages and pop songs. Also, you can find most of these on YouTube. Three years later, NBC commissioned its own special, hosted by Gerard, Gerardo Rivera. Geraldo? I can't. I can't. 
I can't. <laughs> oh, this is like gif jif all over again. I had a stroke there. It's all right. I forget you. Who described gruesome crimes, aired child testimony of abuse, and interviewed Ozzy Osbourne. Hey, we don't come for Ozzy. He is to be protected. You know that they Even did. from himself. You know that they did. <laughs> I would do anything for a copy of the Osbournes, by the way, the TV show. Oh, my God. Do anything for it. The clips that come up of just the chaos and innocence that is just Ozzy Osbourne whistling while Sharon is trying to talk to him. Yeah, of also him losing his mind. Yeah, I think that's the drugs more so than. Yeah. You know what? Wouldn't hurt a fly. Wouldn't. Pete on the Alamo once, but. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, you got to go when you got to go. You got to do it. Um, I was so obsessed with that show. I was in elementary school when it came out. I had a metal lunchbox of all of them, but they were all flipping off the camera. And my mom took Sharpie and put little hearts over their middle fingers that I could take into school. Do you remember the old uh, Freaky Geeks logo that was the little goat head? Yeah. I had to, uh, I gave one to my grandma, but for the pent, oh, I'm such a fucking perpetrator of this, but for the pentagram, I uh, hole punched it out so I could give it to my grandma. So as to not offend her you? fragile state. My grandma, who lived through World War II, and I thought, oh, Yeah, it's not a fucking up. swastika. <laughs> I know. I <laughs> was like, my poor, delicate grandma, I need You're to really cut You're really cross out. of Nero-ing that, I know. okay? Yeah. The, so, the actual cross of Nero is cool, but the fact that they thought that the... Uh, it's cool in, like, the a Christian martyrdom type of way. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the fact that they were like, that's the peace sign. Incredible. I just yeah. soft branded idiots. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, almost 20 million homes tuned in. So, you know, it's getting real popular stuff. Fast forward a little bit more. In 1990, a jury acquitted the McMartin preschool defendants on some charges and deadlocked on others, saying it was impossible to determine the truth from the child's testimony. <laughs> A second the toilets pass- and the flying teacher. That's they were like, we can't. On. We don't know if we don't have any proof if it's real or not. So we're just gonna- like, all I'm saying, you can't tell me that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles aren't real. Sometimes you flush shit down the toilet and it yeah. happens. They're like, I flushed my kid's goldfish down the toilet Ex- on accident. Explain Killer Croc DC Comics. Yeah. I walked by my local pond and I'm pretty sure I saw a 12 foot <laughs> golden goldfish so do you tell me that the the flushing tunnels to the preschool aren't real (laughs) (sighs) a second prosecution ended in mistrial prosecutors having spent 15 million eventually dropping the case and i think like i'm not sure as of this day but as of this time when um it was dropped in the 90s this was the most expensive trial Let's see what that is adjusted for inflation. I'm doing math and definitely not Googling it. Great job. Um, yeah. 32.2 million dollars today. Incredible. Spent on Hogwarts flushing toilets. You know what? I wish it was as fun as an innocent is investigating Hogwarts. How that would be fucking fun. If that somebody- would be fun. You know, it's like when people come out and, um, you know, I distinctly remember you thinking that all the money they put into investigating Nessie was a waste of time. I do, and I still do. No. Because (laughs) this, they investigated Tinkerbell aligning with Harry Potter. 
Yeah, aligning with the devil. Yeah, yeah. they sure fucking did. Ooh. And the very unfortunate part, we'll talk about it in a second. This is why boomers don't want to raise taxes because they had to pay for this bullshit. And they're not wrong on that. They're not wrong. I will fully agree. I actually, you know what? If we're going to investigate anything and my taxes go up, I hope to God it's trying to figure out what the fuck Tinkerbell's up to. <laughs> <laughs> they just need to show us on our taxes where the money's going and I'll be happier about it. You dress like a whore in your little green skirt and I want to know where you got those pom-pom shoes. I never liked Tinkerbell, I'll say it. I thought she was kind of a bitch. She was a bitch. And for what? Jealousy over a Jealousy. child. Disgusting. Jealousy pitting women against each other all the time. Yes, yeah, she was. Her and Wendy she was. could have been the most powerful. They could have taken over fucking Neverland. Yeah. Oh, I know. But she was too busy being a bitch. Yep. Blame the media for that one. They wrote her that way. They wrote her that way. Yeah. She was they dropped that way, just like Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. They couldn't have two baddies on the same movie. They had to make them enemies. Typical. Typical. They fear the power. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> the damage was already done. Clearly. If you get... If you get charged and dragged for filth for being a satanic pedophile, and then, like, fucking ten years later, they go, oopsie, no one cares. You're still a satanic pedophile. That, like, there's no coming back from it. fucked. And there were, like, old ladies who worked at this daycare who died being harassed think of day your in precious, and day out. Yeah, think of your preschool teacher. Think of your kindergarten teacher. Could you imagine Miss Hewlett? I'll die before I say anything bad about Miss Hewlett. I know it, man. I like it's rotten. It's so fucking rotten. And nothing. They got nothing. They got absolutely nothing. Yeah. No one admitted fault. No one apologized. There was no like mm -hmm. money awarded for no. wrongful convictions. It just like it just like poof. But you yeah. want to know the real truth of it. It didn't just go poof. Motherfuckers Life's tried ruined. to ignore this shit. It happened. They were proven wrong. And the law tried to pretend like it didn't actively participate in a fucking witch trial. Yeah. As history exactly has what it is. shown before. Yeah. <clears throat> it's when people say oh there's a modern day witch hunt going against me because i don't want to get vaccinated but i also don't want to vaccinate my kids but i want to send them to school with measles and get the fucking kid recovering from cancer sick and Straight they say up. that's a modern day witch hunt yeah they don't know the definition you try flushing a child down the toilet these days <laughs> they fucking come for you yeah i can't i can barely flush a three-ply toilet paper down the toilet, let alone yeah, a child. Yeah, you buy, you buy that, like, you don't even, you don't buy three-ply toilet paper, you fucking <laughs> I liar. Have, you I fucking eco-friendly thin, you and it barely goes down. tissue paper, I can see <laughs> my reflection through your toilet paper in the mirror. It's like I'm wiping with saran yeah. wrap. You shut up. You don't and it have can barely go down. toilet paper. And it can barely go down. Yeah, because for some reason, if we're going to talk science, I want to know how you 
lie to yourself at night about having three plied toilet paper. I'm pretty sure last time I, I'm not even pretty sure I would go on trial and I would let the public spend $30 million because I swear <laughs> to God, I swear to God in the internet. Last time I went to Noelle's house, she didn't even fucking use toilet paper. She was using dog wipes <laughs> because she didn't even have toilet paper. And she's like, I think they're the same. And I'm like, you think the dog shampoo wipes <laughs> that you wipe out Cora's crusty <laughs> fat rolls so that she doesn't get facial <laughs> infections. That's I'm true. not even lying. It's like Noelle, a baby wipe. No, no, <laughs> no, Noelle. It's not a baby wipe. It's the wipes you use to wipe out Cora's fat rolls so she doesn't get a yeast infection on her face because evolution let her down and you let me down when you looked me in the eye and you tried to not only convince me that we were flushing kids straight to the Ministry of Magic in the <laughs> 90s, but you also tried to convince me that Cora's shampoo wipes for her yeasty face were the same as a baby wipe. Yeah, and you perfect. wanted me to pee in your home. Yeah, perfect for your yeasty pussy. I was just hoping no, you I had to hold it and I had to pee in public, which is the. You imagine rather pee. And then I had to steal you toilet paper. You did. I just, hall, like a good I friend. didn't want to go to the store that day. And I was That's, like, it'll be fine. And I'm then not, these fuckers came over and had to pee seven times. Not like, misaligning you. You've got the dog wipes. <laughs> you try, it's not even the dog wipes. It's you're like, it's the same as a baby wipe. And that's what I have yeah. to do with. <laughs> it, is. it definitely fucking isn't. <laughs> it basically is. Okay, well, next time you come it to is. my house and you want to wash your hands, I'm giving you fucking conditioner. And I'm telling you to make do. That might be nice and moisturizing. Maybe, but it sure isn't the same as antibacterial soap. Um, the dog face wipes are antibacterial. It's you like don't a put wipe. antibacterial stuff on your curated vagina. You're gonna give yourself a Maybe yeast infection. You should. No. Um. But anyway. Oh my god! Now yeah, you're gonna anyway. make me sneeze. Yeah. No, wait. Because you're thinking about the yeast of Cora's face, and you're some. I don't can't even talk about it. <sighs> I'm more likely to flush myself down to the Ministry of Magic than I am not getting a yeast infection from your quote unquote toilet paper. Yeah, it's like a baby wipe. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. Anyway, as longtime <laughs> listeners here know the story of the West Memphis Three from Arkansas who were wrongly convicted, charged, and put on death fucking row for crimes of satanic abuse, eventually freed 20 years later in 2011, and not even freed. They took an Alfred plea, which is where the state says that they didn't do anything wrong, but they let you go, so you can't sue them for damages they caused. Anyway, there was also a Texas couple who were released in 2013 after 21 years in prison for um, charges of satanic ritual abuse. They were later awarded $3.4 from the state for wrongful, wrongful convictions. All this to say, satanic panic and satanic ritual abuse charges happened. Over 200 people were charged and convicted. Some of them, in the most extreme cases, were put on death fucking row. Okay? Uh. And they didn't get out if they did some of them didn't get out until 2011 2013 double decades literally mm -hmm. like you everyone here knows remembers what they were doing in 2013 
because the state tried to pretend like they didn't do it, like they didn't participate in it, that they didn't perpetuate it, that they didn't encourage it, that they didn't teach it. You can also go on YouTube and watch the satanic like educational videos that they made police departments watch alongside the it's, 2021 that they everyone watched. It's like, oh, if you tie a woman up and throw her in the water, if she sinks, she's a she's innocent, but if she floats, she's a witch. It's the same thing and we yeah. want to think that we've evolved. Our brains have not evolved. Our the second we became homo sapiens, our brains stayed the fucking same. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just different enemies. And yeah, we just like changed. We changed the font. It's the same story. We just changed the font on the fucking page. Yeah. It's same vocabulary, still not fucking toilet paper. That's exactly. <laughs> Basically that's exactly it is. Yeah, we. <laughs> there's no. There's no connecting A to B here. And I think that's why they're scared. Sometimes. Well, maybe that's why they're so fucking scared. Oh, maybe that's why they're so fucking scared of Harry Potter, man. Because Harry Potter was trying to warn us the whole time that it was about the toilets. And it's the same <laughs> with Antarctica. Yeah. Harry, Antarctica and Harry Potter are both the false flags trying to keep us away from the truth toilets. yeah yeah all i'm saying if you could flush yourself down somewhere for as transportation with these gas prices i'm doing it right now oh my god yeah you treat me like shit might as well flush me man hell yeah so what well, did we learn what did we nothing. learn we learned that we learned a lot we learned that no one hates and i mean hates quite like Crusty old Christians who want to ruin progress for everyone. Mm. There you go. The friends that we made along the way. And also, you know. Um, man. I'm the lights still- are at it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the lights are at it again. The YTs. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. Chelsea is now learning the different spellings of white online. Because I don't know if you know. Oh, this is getting into like Patreon conversation territory. But my favorite streamer and true love of my life, Hassan Piker, was banned from Twitch for saying cracker when referring to a white person. And they said that they banned him on like the racist rhetoric and hate speech. Hmm. I have yet. Yeah. I have yet to have my feelings hurt about being called a cracker. Yeah, because it doesn't fucking exist. You can't have your feelings hurt for being called a fucking cracker. So, yeah. So So they're also looking for the spelling of white, like, in a derogatory. So that's why people are coming up with fun new ways to call people white, like palm-colored people. Yeah. Well, I thought YT was YouTube. So contextually, I was like... Look at all these YouTube women out here wearing Uggs <laughs> and drinking Starbucks. And I'm like, fucking YouTube women? It took me so long where I was like, where somebody had uh, – it actually – someone said like white women, but then in their subtitles they had white tea women. And I was like, white, white, white YouTube, YouTube. Yep. White. white. I was literally the white lady math gif of just like white, <laughs> white, white. And then it all came to me. I didn't know. Then it clicked. Um, there are definitely ways that you can – be hateful towards white people and cracker isn't one of them. You want to know how you can be hateful towards white people? Hmm. 
trying to convince them that your toilet paper is not a dog wipe. <laughs> that's the most. That's essentially it. That's racism that's against. That's it. the only also, reverse racism that exists. Is what Noel did to me um, that day, as it should. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hurt the feelings of your local white person. Yeah. Um, something else Hassan pointed out. He was like, even if you try to think of like derogatory terms for white people, it's not white people. It's poor white people. That's white it. trash. Redneck, working class, yeah, hillbilly, hillbilly, exactly. If you if you say like a hillbilly or like redneck, um, like even if you think of like any like Appalachian stereotype, trailer trash, white trash, even if you say like inbred hick, yeah, Yeah. I'm thinking of poor white people. Yep, it's always Um, it's always poor white people. It's it's, never white people. It's just it's interesting too because like the poor white people who need help the most tend to be the most radicalized against the very system that could help them. Like they're self perpetuating. Mm -hmm. They're like they're trying to keep a hold on like what was it coal back in the day? They're trying to keep coal going, and now they're trying to keep fucking oil going. It's they're holding on. They're clinging to the good old days that are no longer sustainable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also to a point, like the poor white populations, like, tend to now always. Now they're fighting for incest rights. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know, dog. Yeah, I fucking know. I know. But, like, and you want to hear it? This is a hard truth. They tend to be the most racist because they still need someone who they view lower than them. Yeah. They still need. Um, they still need their other. Yeah, they need to feel superior. Yep. And in cases where there <sighs> isn't someone around to blame, that's where you get them. Yep. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy, man. We live in crazy, wacky times, and we always have. Um, and to all that, I say, now more than ever, especially now more than ever, the always persecuted never did anything wrong also there's been a tiktok floating around that was like why would satan and this is all pretending that he's real why would he torture and burn people who are doing what he wants by disobeying the guy that he betrayed because it's ultimate chaos fuck them all he says no because he's a real down motherfucker okay so, um, especially, hail Satan, babes. I'm going to say hail the role of motherhood and the men and women who fulfill that role and get put down for having the feminine traits that the society has so desperately needed. Hail, um, yeah, hail the, the end. Hail the end to the binary. Yeah. So sick of it. So sick of it when it comes to race and gender. So sick of it. End it. Yeah, and stop, stop being weird to my dog. It's just fucking odd. Stay, stop being weird in general. If you keep talking about my dog's genitalia in public, I'm gonna fucking bear mace you. That's yeah, you weird. should. Yeah, You're that's weird. weird. Make them stop. All right. All right. Okay. Bye. So you're hailing Satan. I'm hailing moms. Stop talking about my dog's wiener. Okay. Sick. Bye. Bye.